Hey, Dean. Hi, Jams. Woof. <laughs> Damn, you sound like Adele on a bad day. <laughs> I am rolling in the deep today. <laughs> oh, Dean, what's wrong? Uh, can you just hear the defeat in my voice? Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Palpable. <laughs> It's so sad. Just a week ago, we were sitting next to each other, living out our lives as a married couple. <laughs> and now I feel like I hear the sound of divor- divorce. <laughs> What's going on? Well, have you ever just fallen too quickly, too hard? Like, <laughs> yep. like too hard. <laughs> Yep, all the time. Too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> too fast, too soon is like the name of my game. Every fucking day of my life. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it, it's happened to me a lot. And um, probably the time that it happened to me most recently wasn't even that long ago. Um, I met this guy during the summer and, um, you know... By our second date, we were just, you know, vibing. And I think a rule that I claim to live by, but that I, in effect, don't necessarily always live by, is you should never um, plan further into the relationship than you've already been. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a normal rule that people follow. Yeah, so if you've been on one date, then you're only you can only plan your next date with the person. And if you've been to, you know, together for 6 months, then you should only be planning 6 months ahead. Well, anyway, this guy and I were like <laughs> way ahead of ourselves like talking about, you know, plans for the future and you know, long story short, Um, we were talking about, like, I guess, like, our fears or things that we hadn't done before, and we agreed that, um, if I would watch a horror movie with him, that he would eat meat. What? he was a vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah, he was a vegetarian, and, um, who knows, maybe I underestimated his level of commitment to, like, his lifestyle, but that just seems like a crazy thing to promise to someone that you've only been on, like, one date with, you know? I mean, when I was a vegetarian, I was not breaking my vegetarianism for a yeah, boy. And, and for context, like, he was, um, his family was, like, Indian. Like, he was sort of, like, vegetarian by, like, by tradition and, and religion and stuff, so, like... For him to just be like, like to look deeply in my eyes and be like, I'll eat meat if you watch a horror film. <laughs> Maybe he just meant he was going to eat your meat. Oh, <laughs> Dean. That would have been something. Except we ghosted each other afterwards. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I might be sad, but I'm still a horn dog at heart. No. <laughs> Horn dog millionaire. Mm, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, too fast, too soon. Been there, done that. Why do you ask? Why do you fucking think we're here? I, 
I don't know. I just thought we were here to shoot the shit and maybe have some people waste an hour of their lives listening to it. <laughs> Great. Then let me share the most intense three days of my life. I'm Chams. And I'm Dean. And together, we made a marriage pact when we were 17. It seemed safe at the time. I mean, what were the odds we'd still be single at age 30? Well, 10 years later, those odds are looking pretty bleak. So we decided to take action before it's too late. Together, we're going to explore our dating history over the last 10 years and figure out where we've gone wrong. Retell old love stories, recount fleeting romances, maybe even consult some experts, you know, get professional help because we really don't want to marry each other. I mean, we like each other fine, but it's more of a structural issue. And if you can't read between the lines, we both like boys. Hopefully by sharing our journey with the world, we'll help some other people out. Or if not, at the very least, we will try our best to be entertaining and we'll selfishly get to hear the sound of our own voices. Okay, so let's set the stage. Three intense days. Where did these occur? These occurred, these three intense days occurred in Denver, where I'm still located. Uh, It it started on Hinge. It started on Hinge, okay. My arch nemesis, I hate Hinge. They fucked me so hard. So much for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love Hinge. Sponsor us. We, we love you. We, we use Hinge always. <laughs> <laughs> we use Hinge always. I think my relationship, my relationship with Hinge is like hate fucking. Like, you know, there are some people you want to hate fuck. Because you hate them, Fair. you want to have sex with them. That reminds me of someone's dating profile saw once. Where it was like the caption was like, "Looking for a Red Sox fan that I can hate fuck," <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "I totally get that because sports." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I don't think it's gonna work." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> God, it starts on Hinge, and this guy Kevin, we'll call him. Kevin. Kevin. He's super cute. He has a dog. He meets the height requirement. He's funny. (laughs) He has a job. All good things. All good things. (laughs) And he messages me um, about my profile, and he's like, blah, 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 you're so funny. And... I'm like, cool, Devin, yeah, I am fucking funny. I aim to entertain. And (laughs) he points out this about my profile. Uh, He goes, well, you did karaoke, are liberal, and an atheist. So you're as awesome as they get. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kevin. He went straight for the jugular. Kevin, those are core tenets of my brand. So... Glad you picked up on that. Wow. Uh, raging 
atheist liberal who loves a karaoke bar. Knowing that this is going to end poorly almost makes me feel like, shit, he's, like, playing you. Oh. What? Like, he's he's taken, he's taken the... Because I feel like you look at somebody's dating profile and you can kind of... Like, you, oftentimes you can guess what, what things about themselves that that person thinks are, like, important. And so you can really dupe someone into thinking that you're, like, very emotionally intelligent or very insightful by, like, repeating those things back to that person. Oh, my God. Maybe he's a sociopath. Just... Yeah. Just literally from the first 30 seconds of analysis, he's a sociopath. Yeah, because, I mean, he's he's figured out a way to make you feel like he really knows you. When actually he's just taken these obvious things about your personality that, like, you've broadcast to the world and and spit them back at you. Well, fuck. We, cra- we, <laughs> we cracked the code and I haven't even gotten through the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me more because I'm down for any story about a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, basically, from there, I'm into it. He is super funny. We have really great banter back and forth. I texted my best friend 10 minutes into this conversation. I'm so- I don't recall this. I'm sorry, Jams, it wasn't you. <laughs> it was actually the doctor who we referenced on the last episode. Oh my god, the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> I texted the doctor. Okay. And I'm like, Dr. Gal, Gal, I just met my husband. And this is, Again, mind you. We met years ago. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and this is, you know, literally 10 minutes into my conversation with him. And immediately after I send that, he sends me a message and says, hey, I'm having so much fun with this conversation. You seem super awesome, but I just want to be upfront with you that I actually have to move to Texas for work in three weeks. I'm sorry. How much of the story is left? It should be over now. <laughs> <laughs> you, could let, you could let the listeners off the hook real easy if you do the right thing next, Dean. <laughs> But I don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> instead, I say, wow, bad timing. But I still think we should go for a drink. Um, and let's just pretend like the last five minutes of this conversation didn't happen and COVID's not a thing. And we'll just pretend like this could work. And he's like, I love this attitude. When are you free? I want to meet you. And we set a date for the following night. Now he just sounds like a horny sociopath. God. I should have think there were there were some red flags. <laughs> for fucking sure. We scheduled this date. It's drinks. It's you know nothing crazy because COVID. And it was right around Halloween. And so he's like, I think we should go in costume. And I only have one costume. (laughs) Well, so he's a criminal in disguise. Yeah, yeah. I only have one costume. And I think the best part is that I show up to this date 
the following night in a like slutty Top Gun costume. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and I should mention he's in the Air Force, like he's in the military. Uh, so I'm sure he thought I was like really trying hard when in fact it was all I had. And he showed up in a hockey uniform with a, a turkey onesie underneath. What? Which I, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was really fucking weird. But I'm like, I don't know. This sounds like a sports reference. I don't think so. I think he just was like, here are two things that I have. I'll be a turkey. Oh my god! I'll be a turkey hockey player. Why did he suggest this idea if he didn't have a good costume? I don't know. He told me he was gonna come as Karate Kid, which I was really into. Whatever. The costumes okay. don't even matter. I just wanted everyone to know that I look really hot in a Top Gun costume. Okay. I'm sure you do. I. That was not in question. Okay. Great. So. We have this first date. We're, like, kind of awkward because it's a first date. And we get through all the surface-level stuff. What do you do for a living? Do you like what you do for a living? What's next for you? What do you like to do for fun? All that stuff. And then, you know, maybe an hour or so in, one drinking, we're both like, well, this was really fun. And I'm like, yeah. Since we're never going to see each other again, and this has an end date, <laughs> we should just go through all of our baggage. What? What? You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the correct next step from, oh, since like we're never going to see each other again... Like, the next thing you do is say, so why don't we just have sex? <laughs> Not, let's unload emotionally on each other. God. Well, you're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Au contraire. Who do you get to be that vulnerable with? You know? Like, it, it seemed so low stakes. Because in my head, he was leaving in three weeks. I mean, that's fair. This is just... Yeah, I mean, this is vacation brain, essentially. It's essentially vacation brain. Everything's vacation God. brain when it comes down to it. But, so... <laughs> I... I drop all the baggage. All the baggage. Ooh. Which nice. I normally don't share. Like... Todas las maletas. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I drop... A lot of, like, historical family drama and, like, current anxiety problems and this podcast. Like, all the things that I normally would not share with someone I so soon I share with him. And what's hysterical is that he's like, oh, my God, that's your family drama? Well, I have the same family drama. And... Oh my God, like you have anxiety, I have anxiety, and you have a podcast, I have a podcast. Literally everything I said, he had a response to. Which underscores the sociopath theory. Yeah, I, I'm leaning more and more into this theory. And <laughs> the more I think about it, perhaps he lied about literally everything. I mean, like, 
Because, I mean, you don't have to have everything in common with somebody to have chemistry, right? So the fact, like, if that is an effect what's happening, then it makes you wonder. Fuck. Well, <laughs> I was not thinking that at the time. Uh, so, you know, when we start talking about daddy issues, I'm like, wow, I'm so glad we're on the same page. Like, we both have somehow just, like, broken out of the cycle of generational poverty and, you know, dealt with really crazy family shit and have somehow, like, come out successful adults. And that's super awesome. And then from there, the conversation just devolves and we talk about a lot of, like, we cover so many topics. It was a really long date. And we were there till closing. He walks me to my car. And he asks if he, he can kiss me. And it was just electric. Yeah. Uh, like, I, like, it's so corny to say, so cheeseball to say. But it was. Like, it just felt so right and then after like having shared so much of ourselves it was so nice to have the physical component just match our emotional connection and i really felt like my neurons and my hormones and my brain going this reminds me of how um like, when I think about endorphins, I visualize them as little dolphins jumping around your bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you get on the treadmill and suddenly the dolphins are out! <laughs> <laughs> the, the dolphins were in my brain. They were, like, having a bust. And I'm glad. <laughs> have this intense make-out session, and he sort of pulls away from me and looks at me and says wow I was not expecting this tonight at all you know you never gonna you never know what your chemistry with someone is gonna be like after texting them you could meet them and they're a totally different person and for both of us we were like yeah this this is crazy we kept using the words like absurd and just bizarre that it went so well. And he was like, I need to see you again. This is all compounded by the fact that I like, was going to be unavailable to see him for a few weeks because I was in Chicago. So basically we had three days, like three full days. Um, this date was on a Thursday. So I'm like, okay, cool. We'll figure out a time to see each other. So I drive home. He texts me and is like, I hope you got home safe. Like, text me when you do. Tonight was just amazing. You're incredible. I can't believe I met someone like you. You're so special. Wow. I can't wait to see you again. So... So Friday morning, I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck happened last night? How was that real? How did I get along with someone so well? You know, generally, I'm more cautious. And 
guarded and I'm very protective. Just take one step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very protective of my feelings because I know I'm so sensitive. And, you know, I have this like hard shell exterior that I put up for people when in reality, like, I am just a pile (laughs) of fluff. You heard it here first. She looks like a tortoise, but really she's a hare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, so I spend all day, he spends all day texting me. He sends me selfies and he's like, this, this is the smile you put on my face from last night. Like, I can't stop smiling. What a weirdo! Oh my God, he's like, he's like, I just... He's like, it's just so crazy. I can't believe, like, you, um, like, you can find someone like this. And I just want to share so much with you. And yada, yada, yada. We text all fucking day. And I'm still living with my aunt and uncle. Um, and so I'm telling my aunt about all of this. And she's like, you need to go out with him tonight. You need to tell him tonight that you need to see him. (laughs) That you love him and that (laughs) you're never going to let him go. (laughs) And I'm like, no, like, that's so, that's so dramatic. And she's like, no, you like need to see what happens. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. okay." I think a good rule to live by is if things start to look like a (laughs) rom-com, pump the brakes. (laughs) if there's anything we learned from two weeks of rom-coms together (laughs) every single night it's that if it feels like a rom-com and it feels too good to be true it probably is yep (laughs) it probably is (laughs) if it feels like a rom-com then you're probably actually just sitting at home watching a (laughs) rom-com so you know we spend the rest of the day texting and he's texting me stuff like Quote, honestly, the morning after first date is usually the greatest indicator to me of how I will approach a relationship. And the way I woke up this morning was simply affirmation that I was very into you. Beyond physical attraction, beyond solely intellectual attraction, you brought it on. You knocked me on my ass. I can be impulsive when making choices, but I know I felt something with you last night. So I know, I know that you're what I want to chase with the utmost of fervor. <laughs> fervor! <laughs> <laughs> and then he continues. <laughs> like, I said something cheeky, like, oh, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure, like, how much of a chase I'll be. Because he's just, like, saying all the right things. Of course, any normal person would just be like, oh, Okay, like, <laughs> you like me, cool, let's okay. do it. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> and so he says, as for the chase, um, if I somehow snag you, it doesn't stop there. If I'm your partner, I have known this man for one day, your partner, I will always strive to learn more about you and how I can love you better. Oh, goodness. It's not a treatment everyone gets, but I know where my heart is at with you. 
I'm so sad. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like getting teary like reading this because because you know the ending. <laughs> because I know the I know the ending and I know how I felt in that moment. Like I was really scared because I'd known this guy a day and how I had intense feelings for him, for sure, but I wasn't, like, gonna tell him that I texted my friend, Dr. Gal, that I wanted to marry him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I wasn't so sure that I, like, wanted to, like, be his partner. He was moving to Texas. So, you know, I, I spent all day just sort of, like, what the fuck is happening And, you know, finally, the time for our second date comes, I meet him, and it's the same shit. Literally, just round two. Everything we talk about, we're in agreement on, and it's so easy, and I'm so physically attracted to him, and he's pretty smart, and driven, and... You know, we've talked about deal breakers. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, there are none. Oh, there no. are none. There but are none. we know that the formula, <laughs> the formula is three out of five. So if there are no deal breakers, then there's something wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to be that pessimistic, but there were none. You know, I, I what? And... We, you know, we hang out for the rest of the night and we, we had one more full day together in Denver, which was the following day. And he's like, I want to see you tomorrow. And this would be our third day in a row together. (laughs) And I was like, okay, as long as you like want to. And he's like, yeah, like we're going to go to the mountains and I'm going to like treat you to this special day. And I just got a camera, and I want to, like, photograph you. Ew. Blah, blah, blah. You're my muse. You're so special. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. This is so gross. (laughs) And, again, this is normally where I would, like, check myself. Before you wreck yourself. And I didn't. I I just got so excited, and I came home and the next morning my aunt and I are just like squealing about how wonderful he is and how he's going to take me on this grand adventure today and she's so excited for me and I I have a conversation with her about being an army wife or a military wife and if I could handle being with someone who's in the military and you know I I call a few friends to just talk through everything that's happening and they're like wow this is crazy and they're all like well you're a good judge of character I think most people know that about me and I am because I am relatively guarded but you went unhinged I went unhinged (laughs) fuck (laughs) and in addition to me being a relatively good judge of character I often send texts to my friends with context with like who with whoever I'm communicating with 
and ask like, am I reading into this correctly? Am I like being a crazy girl who is seeing something that doesn't exist? And I'm just like, you know, manufacturing this idea in my head. And everyone is like, no, like this guy is just head over heels for you. And you should just, you should just lean into it. Wait, um, what did I say about this situation? <laughs> Clearly I was no help. I think, I think you were relatively silent. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah, but whenever you get, you get jealous. So I don't really trust your opinion anyways. <laughs> Except, except whatever my reaction would have been, if it was rooted in jealousy, it would have been the reaction you needed. <laughs> it would You're have right. been the person I... being like, this is a mistake. Yeah, and I never would have taken it anyways. Because <laughs> I, you know, I would have been like, he's just a jealous Judy. <laughs> jealous Judy. So. Okay. Um, we, we text briefly in the morning about meeting up for our grand adventure day on Saturday. And he's like, I'm hungover because we drank a lot the night before. And I'm like, no worries. I have a bunch of errands to run before my trip to Chicago. And he's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, I should be done around one. Um, and he's like, great, I'm going to nap. Cool. So he picks me up at my aunt and uncle's house and comes to the door. Oh, and, gosh. <laughs> yeah, and and meets my aunt and uncle, who have never met anyone. Anyone. <laughs> they met, met me. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, they're still like, are you sure Cameron's gay? Like, are you sure? <laughs> okay, clearly they're really bad judges of character. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he, he is a slut. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's gay. Um... Yeah, he, they, he meets my fucking family, and then we have a great night! Like, we go on a hike, we grab dinner, um, he had to run an errand to the grocery store, so I went to the grocery store with him, and, and I do have to share one, like, random tidbit. He's, like, a, he's a pretty fit dude. Um, and I'm like, oh, what do you, like, normally eat? Like, this is a conversation I'm sure he wants to have. And I'm explaining to him that I eat two hard-boiled eggs for breakfast every single day. And he's like, oh, I actually, I hate eggs. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, a, I'm like, honestly, that's a weird thing to hate, but whatever. He's like, however, I love quail eggs. <laughs> 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 why what quail eggs uh, like the little ones the little blue eggs yeah the little teeny blue eggs <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like wait so you're just like and he's like yeah i just like fry up a quail egg and i'm like what <laughs> he's like i saw him at the grocery store one day and i was like holy shit quail eggs i gotta get some quail eggs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> And so he he buys some quail eggs, and I'm like, do you realize that those are a quarter of the size of an egg, and they are more expensive than the eggs that you could just buy from a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I bet but, the quails are happier. But they're better. Happy quails. 
<laughs> uh, like, okay, whatever, dude. So then we go back to his apartment, and we're just hanging out. We have sex, which I won't even go into the, the details on. And then I looked him in the eyes, and I was like, if you ghost me, I will fucking murder you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was just about to ask you if we were a thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, a thing. What do you, what do you mean a thing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't like, mean to put labels on it so soon. I just like, I don't know. Like, are we, um, you know, what, what is this? And I'm like, what, what, what is what? And he's like, you know, and I'm like, oh, you're asking me like if, if we're exclusive. And I'm like, Kevin. I really like you. The last three days have been magical, and I don't want to put you in a position where you feel, like, tied down to me. Like, you're moving to Texas. I think we can continue to talk and explore each other and, like, really figure out if this is a thing, so to say, or if it's just, like, vacation brain. Vacation brain. Yeah, I brought it back for you. I brought it back for you, Chance. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. And I'm like, but I really like you. Like, I just, I want to put that, you know, forward to you. Like, I really like you. Um, and that was, like, basically how we went to bed. And we wake up in the morning and we have sex and then he makes me coffee brings me coffee and then he's like oh make you a little breakfast coil eggs (laughs) (laughs) so we're in the car on the way to the airport and it's a little awkward he just like seems distant and we're not really talking and about five minutes till we pull up to the gate i'm like hey i have a question Yeah, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) And I said straight up, are we going to keep talking or is this it? And is this the real thing or is this fantasy? (laughs) 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 I have have no words for you. (laughs) Um, And he's like of course we're gonna keep talking like why would you say that and I'm like well I just I know it's been really intense and like we literally just met a few days ago and like this is this is nuts and I would totally get it if you like were afraid of like whatever comes next because like I'm a little afraid like I've never felt this way about someone and he was like, no, no, no. Like, of course we're going to talk. Like, I'm super into you. But yeah, I was going to tell you that I'm just going to take a break from my phone. <laughs> um, what? What? What do you mean you're going to take a break from your... Like, what does that mean exactly, Kevin? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I mean, it's just been like a really stressful like few weeks at work and I have a lot going on. And, you know, I'm, it just, you know, if, if I don't respond, you know, it's probably just because, you know, I'm just, I'm just not on my phone. <laughs> and 
He's like preemptively justifying like ghosting you. I I assume that's what it is. And so I'm just like, okay, like, no worries. Okay, sounds good. Um, and he's like, okay, so like, text me when you get there, okay? And like, yeah, I'll text you. And we kiss goodbye. And I come to Chicago. Um, I text him when I land. No response. 24 hours later, so glad you made it to Chicago. <laughs> so I like text him something about work. And then 24 hours later, like, you know, he responds. And then I think I sent him like one more text and he just didn't respond. And so I was fucking pissed. And I decided to blow shit up because he's moving to Texas anyways. So I'm the not a op- crazy girl, but I'm not a crazy girl. But then I texted him a <laughs> eight paragraph long text about how much of a terrible person he is. And I did include. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was honestly not my proudest moment. But I will tell you that I added Kevin. <laughs> I, I may seem like a tough person. I eat a tortoise. Uh, a tortoise. A tortoise. But I'm a person with feelings, and what you did really hurt me. And lucky for me, I will just pick my head up and continue on with my <laughs> successful life, with my, my great career, and my new <laughs> condo that I just bought with my own goddamn money. And I'll have amazing friends and family who support me, and I will find a partner who understands how worthy I am. This is so intense. Yeah, and then it continued. It continued, and I was like, for someone who, you know, really wants to be a successful person, word of the wise, don't fuck over people who are kind to you. It's not going to do you any favors, pal. Goodness gracious. He knew because I told him that I am relatively even keeled. So I tend to keep my emotions at like 50 to 70% all of the time. And if I'm like too excited, the come down is really hard for me. And so to go from like, a hundred with him, like a hundred and fifty percent with him to like zero was just incredibly difficult, like for my mental stability. And I think that is what really rocked me and what really fucking pissed me off because I know and I and I'm sure other people feel this way, like this year has been really fucking hard and to just treat someone like shit knowing that we're all going through stuff just sucks i feel that unfortunately i don't i think it's like i don't i've had numerous experiences where i feel like people mistreated me and it was almost as if the circumstances of this year were the pretext for doing so you know well dean sounds like you flew too close to the sun I flew too close to the 
son. And then the son decided that he was going to blame it all on me. He did respond to oh. that eight paragraph long text. And he was like, actually, this is all your fault. And word of the wise, you should try and communicate more effectively with your future partner. <laughs> God, this is so, this gives me so many heebie-jeebies because it's not something that I would do. <laughs> God. It's terrible. <laughs> This is so unlike me. And even Wayne, 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 the underwear stain throwback to episode, episode one, um, which we decided we should call him Wayne, Wayne, the t-shirt stain. Um, <laughs> with Wayne, when he decided he didn't want to talk to me anymore, I just ignored it. Right? Like, right. I just was like, okay, on to the next one. Like, I don't think it's anything I did. And nothing is going to come of me yelling at him. Like, he's not going to suddenly be like, oh, actually, I was wrong. <laughs> I really fucked up. I really fucked up, and I actually want to marry you. Yeah, like, that wasn't going to happen. Marry you. That wasn't going to happen. So I just left it. But this time, I felt so compelled to say something. And it's because he just played with my brain so hard. And I've since learned... What he did to me is called love bombing, as the kids call it. Have you heard this term? No. Love bombing. So, like, <laughs> I'm imagining, like, I'm visualizing, like, a love bomb. Like, the bomb is dropped. And there's, like, an explosion of love. And, but you can't see anything. <laughs> and then when the dust settles, they're gone. That's fucking it. <laughs> that is exactly it. Like, the the love comes in forms, like, of all types of, you know, giving love, right? Like, he was definitely, a, like, words of affirmation person because literally all he did was compliment me. And he, you know, was super touchy-feely. And, ugh, like, he did all the things. Like, he just figured me out. Like, things that I've never even shared with other people. He just did. Which all ties into this sociopath. Yeah, I mean, real talk. Do you, how, how do you feel about the sociopath theory? <laughs> I, feel, I feel pretty strongly about the sociopath theory. Only because I dated my like last dude for like seven months. And I don't think he understood that like the half of what this guy got in like three days. And, and it, was, it, it was crazy. It was crazy stuff. Like, I would never share with someone that I actually want to be complimented. Like, I'm totally a, like, that a girl kind of person. Um, like, I'd love to be... Wait, so you're saying, you're saying you like to be compli complimented, but that's not normally something you'd tell someone. I would never share that with anyone. But I would always be like, he Stop! duped you and got you to share that. Mm-hmm. I I mean, yeah, I like as the unbiased <laughs> quote unquote unbiased third party, I think uh yeah, you're dealing with some kind of um very insightful and yet sinister actor. And I'm glad nothing worse happened to you. I think my like larger takeaway from this is jumping into things too quickly 
is not smart. However, I actually I don't regret it. What? I think I no. Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Because I had from the minute we started texting, I'd felt some like crazy connection with him, and. Had I not done this and gone through this whole experience, I, I, I would still be thinking about it. Honestly, there's a guy from Tinder who I met like four or five years ago. We never met in person, but I thought that his profile was so cute and we like totally matched. Just by a profile and the short conversation we had and I never followed up and I like kind of regret it. I'm just the person that has to do an experience regardless of what the outcome is that's fair but i still think that you could have tried this out and held on to your (laughs) held on a bit tighter to your head (laughs) yeah i think i think i will certainly hold on a bit tighter um and obviously you don't want to go through your whole life being completely like you know clinging to your dignity and your you know like and and just being really guarded and stuff because you can't develop a connection with someone that way but at the same time i think it's like what we were saying before about rom-coms like the sort of like the wisdom that's out there is out there for a reason you know uh and if things start to look just if if things start to look like they've like somebody had written them in a book or something like that, then it doesn't mean you should run away, but you sh- maybe you should proceed with caution. Yeah, I will. I will take that feedback. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, tip number two: if somebody with my colored dating history is giving you advice, I would take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think this all points to a larger problem with online dating. Hear me out. That most of it is... (laughs) No, (laughs) online dating has no problems. I will hear none of this. Most of of online dating is terrible. and, And conversations end so quickly. Like, I talked to a guy this week, two guys this week, because I'm trying to get back on the horse. And both of them asked for my number. I gave it to them. We chatted for like a few hours and then they stopped responding. Wow. That's rude. Why, why ask for someone's number? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the conversation didn't like radically change from like what we were saying to each other on Hinge. Um, so I think... With Kevin, it was just, like, such a breath of fresh air to have a great conversation, go on a great date, and just, like, riding the high of that all was, it just felt too good. It was like, never mind. I was going to compare it to doing coke. It's actually, it was kind of like, it was kind of like doing coke. It's, like, so, so amazing in the moment, and then it quickly ends. And if you, like, don't take another sniff or whatever, your body just starts to, like, shake, and you have to, like, deal with the come down, and it sucks. Huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow. <laughs> a ringing endorsement for dating and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, this feels like a cautionary tale for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not to move too quickly. There's no rush. There's, there's no rush. Um, I, I will just make one request. Uh-huh. If I tell you that this is my future husband, <laughs> I mean, just hit me over the fucking head with a bat. Because... Here's the thing, Dean. I did, and you know I will, and you know you won't listen to me. (laughs) Okay, the marriage pact is my accountability partner. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, well, I'm sorry to hear that things didn't work out with, um, with Kevin, you know, it's too bad he's moving to Texas. (laughs) Should have been the conclusion of the story. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got a date a sociopath once, right? That's how it works. Seriously. I feel I'm like done. I'm playing, I'm, we're playing dating bingo. I know. But um, anyway, so uh, are we getting married? Yeah. 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 What are you? Well, I do. Thank you so much for listening to The Marriage Pact. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, write us a review, share with your friends, and stay tuned for the next installment of The Marriage Pact. And until next time, happy dating. dating.